Hi, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the DGen Sports Hub podcast. Uh, this week, we are going to reflect on the week one of the NFL season and also move into week two. Um, so just really getting into the thick of it after some surprising results in week one that we'll touch on. Um, but I will say that I think that from our standpoint, we probably had a couple more misses than hits this past uh, week. <laughs> um, but good thing we're not claiming to be cappers, nor are we charging a thousand bucks a pop and calling us like lock doctors or anything like that. So uh, more for fun than anything. But um, Justin, anything you want to add in before we dive in on our review of week one of the NFL season? Um, Just that, you know, you already having to make sure to check out our articles too. We, you know, we get into a little bit of a deep dive on some of the matchups. And, uh, you know, at least we can provide some information and opinion on some, some bets or something that you were considering. So just make sure to check that out on our website. Good plug. All right. So week one, what, what did we, what did we see? I guess I can start really quick. First and foremost, the NFC West, and I guess the AFC West as well, um, is really looking like it's going to be a, a bloodbath. Like, I think every West team won against their opponents. So I'm not sure if it's possible for every team to end up like 11 and 6, but uh, <laughs> depending on how things shake out, that's certainly looking like it's feasible for, for the NFC. Um, the I think the Seahawks won pretty handily. The Cardinals definitely did. Um, Titans looked a little fake. Um, in terms of you know where they had been in the past couple of years after their yeah. first round, first week matchup, um, but since I didn't really watch that game, I don't want to pretend like an expert on on what happened there. But the Niners' offense looked good, defense looked suspect, um, so might be might be looking for a lot of overs on them for the rest of the season if they're going to have to be scoring you know thirty plus points a game to to win with any sort of conviction. So. Yeah. What do you think about that? The Niners lost another uh, defensive back to a season-ending injury again, which Uh, is just going to hurt their already weakest position. And so, any receiver really going up against the Niners' defense, you know, could be just majorly exploiting that unit. So, might something to be considered too. Yeah, or quarterbacks. Even I mean, I I know we're not a fantasy-focused platform per se but i think jared goff had one of the higher fantasy scores just because he was dishing the ball out you know to all the receivers even on detroit who aren't particularly you know well known by name brand so yeah uh you know something to keep our our eyes on but i I wouldn't mind once uh, the lines are i mean i'm sure they're already out actually but once i have a chance to investigate the lines a little bit more wouldn't mind seeing what the over under for the niner game is this week and and (laughs) might be hard to peel me away from an over there yep um, but yeah, going going to uh, some of your points, you know, Jacksonville Giants just they didn't look good. Bad. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Um, uh, it already sounds like Coach Myers is trying to like fake a heart attack and go back to coaching college. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very optimal position for those couple teams. Yeah, I mean, losing to Houston. I mean, I think everyone was hating on Houston with with good reason. I was probably included. I think I called them the Houston dumpster fires or something at some point in the off season. Um, yeah. But 
maybe they're a little bit better than we gave him credit for. Like Tyrod Taylor, while not ever going to be an MVP candidate, is a serviceable quarterback. I mean, you still have Brandon Cooks. They have a couple of what used to be big name running backs. So that like there's some some skill and talent there. So maybe we shouldn't be that surprised that they won. But for the Jags, um, I think maybe you know people got a little bit of Lawrence fever and thought that that would myself included thought that they would have a chance at you know coming out a little bit hot out of the gate. But it looks like the the Jags are. Uh, you know, going to have to prove or show something before I really throw any money their way. I might have to um, be be a, taking points against them for a couple of weeks, depending on who they're playing, because they, they didn't really look like they were ready to play. So uh, not, not really sure if I'll be following them too closely, just, just because of how variable their performances will be. And honestly, probably wouldn't have followed them very closely anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Um, um, so, so I actually did look up the Niners line over under a 50 against the Eagles. I, I mean, I could probably take that over. If, if there's any secondary in the league that's going to make Jalen Hurts like, look like he's, you know, Drew Brees, it's probably the Niners unit here. So, um, no. you know, and, Wait, and they know, they don't, and as we know, they don't do well with quarterbacks that run watching them try to chase exactly. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. So as yeah. a, Hurts owner in one of my fantasy leagues. I'm actually looking forward to this and still probably run for about 180 yards against the Niners. I, I can actually see the Niners losing this game. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, it's going to be close. Vegas has it at like three points. It's not going to be Is it in Philly? It's in Philly. Oh, yeah. They could definitely blow this then for sure. Yeah. So it's something to keep in mind on. An eye on. Yeah. Um, Real quick, the other bad team that we talked about real, briefly there was the Giants. So Saquon's not looking healthy. Daniel Jones isn't looking good. Jason Garrett is uninspiring. Like it seems like yeah. they're going to have to really shake something up to get some, you know, juices flowing in that org. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a head coach thing or, or what all, but I I thought I saw a stat that you know they didn't throw anything in the air more than like 15 or 20 yards at all the whole game. So like nothing going deep. So. Yeah, that's um, not good. <laughs> gonna have to get a little bit more aggressive there. This week, I think they're playing the uh, football Washington. team out of Washington on Thursday and, night, which is a good. Oh, okay, maybe I won't talk too much about this then, um, so people will have to read your article. Yeah, um, well, we, we can go over it a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Like to read give, us a, give us a so. teaser. All right, so you know, Giants are on the road against you know the, the football team who doesn't have their leader in uh, Fitzmagic anymore. Mm-hmm. Vegas has this at minus three points and with an over-under of like 40. Okay. So, you know, this is going to be one of those typical, like terrible Thursday night games that, you know, no one really wants to watch. Should be a little different than the Cowboys uh, Buccaneers game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like there are some, interesting props you know i think daniel jones can throw for over 220 yards um it's a pretty low line but i mean he's yeah. gonna throw the ball a little bit especially with saquon hurts he's yeah. already limited in practice you know they're easing him back with that knee injury he had like 10 touches last week he's expected to have like 13 touches this week like it's just they're gonna have to move the ball somehow and, yeah, you know, I don't think he's going, you know, 300 yards, but I think he can hit like 250 yards in the air. Yeah, it should be possible. The other one I liked was uh, uh, Daniel Jones throwing a pick 
Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about like, like, any any turnover. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, he didn't throw a pick last week, and, you know, Daniel Jones. I mean, he's, is he really going to go two weeks without an interception? Right. So, is there I mean, is there one for a fumble? <laughs> I didn't see that he's, one, but I'm sure if we look That's his forte. Yeah, we could definitely find that. Um, but, yeah, you know, along those lines, you know, Saquon, something like 60 yards, like, you called it last week. I think uh, it's going to be under again this week. Um, I just don't see them being very efficient with those 13 touches. Yeah. Um, kind of one of our little degen wagers. You kind of talked about it a bit. Daniel Jones uh, over under 20 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. I, I can kind of see it. You know, I can see him like kind of running for his life on a couple plays. Yeah. I mean, the, if there's a, a sacks prop, I might look at that too because Washington has a pretty stout line there, and, and Daniel Jones yeah. is going to have a tough game. He's I'm just thinking about running right for now. his life all game. Yeah, and uh, you know, see if he doesn't trip on his way for one of those <laughs> yard runs. Hopefully, there you go. Um, players I do like, you know, I do like Antonio Gibson in this game. Over under like 65 rushing yards. Um, and I do like him to score. I think if anyone on that team's going to score, it's probably going to be him this week. Not a huge believer in, you know, the Washington football team's quarterback situation. I'd probably go under for both, like, the 250 passing yards and two touchdowns. I just, you know, yeah, I don't see it. And you had, like, 110 yards last week or something. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan for like <laughs> a lot of this outside of you know Antonio Gibson, really. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, maybe yeah. if there's if there's a number of receptions for Scary Terry, just because the guy has is pretty sure-handed and a good route runner, he might not get a ton of yards or score. But if there's pure receptions, let's see. I'm looking it up right now. It looks like he is at uh, where is. Over five and a half. Okay, man, that might be a little bit too many to, uh, <laughs> to count on. Um, yeah. But do you like what the you... line for for the Giants? Or sorry, for the football team at three and a half points? I don't know. I've kind of gone back and forth on this all morning. I would probably take them just because I really don't believe the Giants are going to score very much. Yeah. And again, I also don't believe Washington is going to score very much either. <laughs> I yeah. also like the under better. Yep. Uh, even though I hate rooting for unders, just because you know, like, That's I feel like you're boring your pants every play. Yeah. So, come on, punts, punts, punts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, I if I had to pick, probably Washington covers and under would be able to take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but even though we said all that. Go read the article anyways. Uh, just to pick up a couple other things we talked about, some of the Giants wide receivers and different plays like that. Cool. And then I'm sure, yeah, if we have any final updates too between when this podcast drops and that game, they'll be reflected in the article as well. So yep. uh, last minute updates before kickoff will be present there and not here, obviously. So a yep. um, couple other surprises on week one before we move to week two, just to highlight quickly, Talked about him briefly at the top was the Titans. Like, they looked pretty poor against the Cardinals, which, I mean, if it's a game that gets out of control quickly, um, you know, doesn't suit them. And I think I actually mentioned that last week. I just guessed wrong on who was going to control the pace. Like, I honestly thought that yeah. with the running game and everything, that the game would slow down. 
it'd be very possession oriented and uh, the Cardinals would kind of like flounder in that, in that situation and be on the defensive side a lot, but it was yeah. literally kind of the opposite of that. So um, as someone who's not a Tennessee fan and didn't really watch, I, I don't want to overspeak there. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about the Packers. I'm also not a Packer fan, but that um, looks like a pretty uh, interesting in a very bad way performance yeah, by yes. them this week. So what do we, what do we think there is this an Aaron Rodgers spelling out relax and now he's going to throw for 500 yards next week, or is he actually just going to retire and host jeopardy? Like um, what's, I mean, what's the, the situation in green Bay? So isn't this what kind of happened last year too, where, you know, you had like a really right. terrible start of the year and then, you know, then he's the MVP. Right. So, if anyone can do it, I guess he can. It's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, with that performance, I don't even know if he can get back on Jeopardy. He might have to go to like Family Feud or something. Or he get back up. I feel like St- Steve Harvey still has that locked down, right? That's a tough, That's tough true, one to yeah. take. I don't know. He'll have to go even lower than that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not panicking just yet. You know, with like Rogers, Devontae Adams, I think that offense as a whole will be okay as soon as Rodgers kind of shakes that off a bit. I mean, he really wasn't, like, practicing this offseason. I mean, I I honestly think he was contemplating retirement, so if he's going to get back into this, it might take him a couple games, but he is still a good quarterback in his own right. I think his pedigree gives makes me want to give him another couple weeks to wait and see. I'm not sure if I'm throwing any money on him right now but just something to watch what about you yeah yeah i mean i think that there's always you know gonna be a bounce back game from from someone as good as him like i mean if he had an injury that he was coming back from you know like a cam newton kind of situation where obviously newton was once an mvp caliber player and maybe never as consistent as rogers but he has a significant injury and he's like never the same or really doesn't seem to be Rogers didn't really have that, right? So maybe, yes, yeah. he's getting old, but he didn't have, like, one thing that was like, okay, can he make it back from there? So I think he has it in him. I do think that this week, I mean, if there's ever a, a, a time that Aaron to show his stuff, like, you know, beating up on the Lions is something that he's <laughs> kind of done for 15 years now. So, yeah, I, I certainly see that that could happen. Um, in terms of, of betting on them, I think the line right now is uh, a little bit more than I would like to see, but Almost twelve points. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of a lot for for someone who didn't show much there. So the lines could be interesting. Also, the over could be interesting here too. Um, just m- maybe a little bit on the hot take side, but it seems like the Packers defense isn't exactly. Um, you know, up to what a championship caliber team might be. And I think that from my trawling of the internet and Reddit, uh, Packer fans are not exactly a fan of their D coordinator. They think he's kind of a wet noodle of sorts in that capacity. So while they may beat the, the Lions and, you know, really they should for a team with these aspirations, the over-under is only 48 points. And so I can see them, you know, winning – 35 to 21, like pretty, you know, a handle handily one game, but not exactly yeah. leaving zero points behind. So I might be looking at the over for this one, 48 points. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I definitely, I'm, 
I'm usually not a fan of you know double digit lines like that. Exactly. When a team doesn't look like they have the momentum. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. I'd probably go with the over on that too, which means, you know, it's going to be scoring, you know, right. player props for both those teams, you know, probably a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns scored, things to keep in mind. Um, yep. Speaking of double digit scoring, Tampa Bay is favored 12 points on Atlanta at home in Tampa Bay. I mean, do they win by like 30? <laughs> uh, I mean, they might, but I mean, uh, the. I think that they will tighten the ship up a little bit. I think that, you know, things got a little closer comfort there at the end against the Cowboys last week. And yeah. they've had those extra days off against versus Atlanta playing on Sunday. Right. So yeah. I think that they could cover this. I don't think I would touch that line either. Like to your point, I have some reluctance to double digit lines, even when you, you fully expect them to kind of handily win there. Um, the over on that is 52. So over under, so they're really thinking that, Vegas is thinking it's going to be like 32 to 20. Can yeah. Atlanta score more than 20 points? I don't I mean, think so. I don't know. So, <laughs> so that might be one that um, we, we look at the um, maybe a first half line could be an interesting yeah. one. It's seven. So a whole touchdown at halftime, I think is, is possible. Yeah. Especially at home. And then they kind of like maybe relent a little bit in the second half. If yeah. you know, they pull a, a week one, you know, pretty much the same thing and let the other team back in, but yeah. Um, um, another one, another game you would kind of like Kansas city on the road against Baltimore. Kansas city is a three point favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Baltimore really didn't look very impressive. I mean, we know they've had issues with their running backs, you know, it's pretty crazy that they've lost like two or three running backs now already. Um, yeah. But, you know, we know Lamar isn't really a passing quarterback or a very like, you know, flashy passing quarterback at that. So, I mean, it's it and the chiefs are going to score. And if the way the Raiders could put up points against the Ravens, I mean, the chiefs should yeah. easily be able to score. And if the Ravens have to throw the ball to get into this game, I mean, I see this getting out of hand quick. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that as well. So I think that they played, what, th- three times total, these these two guys, and this is, like, one of the big narratives that sports media loves to push. Um, and so the last time they trounced him, right, that was, I think, just last year, they they got him 34 to 20, like, early season, kind of um, high market whatever game, you know. Uh, I don't know if that was a Sunday night or Monday night, but it was, it was much look forward to, and I was in – Baltimore and they just took it to them so yeah. obviously the Ravens would like some revenge but the real question is are they like actually capable of it so I'm personally going to go with no <laughs> yeah um, definitely so each of these last last three games between them including a playoff matchup has gone to you know over 50 points as well so right now the uh, over under is probably around that range right 55 yeah 55 I could see that also overhitting though, just because the Ravens are going to want to show that they're, you know, not going to slip to zero and two. Yeah. So they're going to have to try to to keep it close. Um, yeah, I mean they could score three touchdowns, I think, but pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Kansas City could easily score six. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm liking this line. It might be something I'd consider parlaying though, just for for some extra yeah. juice. 
Um, yeah. But be on the lookout in our in our weekend upcoming weekend article about how we're going to position our Kansas City bet here. Yeah. Uh, what about you know Chicago and Cleveland? Cleveland at home minus nine points. Chicago didn't look very good, like at all. No, I didn't watch the Cleveland game either, so I'm not unfortunately going to be uh, too much of a, a help there. Yeah. Do you, what do you I think? think- you know, I think Cleveland can win this game. I, I you know, unless they the kept Bears it close putting... against the Chiefs on the road, right? Yeah, only kind of lost it there in the fourth quarter. I, I, mean, I mean, the Browns—they were really a decent team. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you know, Baker Mayfield, I and mean, they, they have a decent offense. Um, I just, I don't, I don't believe in the Bears at all. I mean, not with Andy yeah. Dalton back there. Maybe if they bring in Justin Fields at halftime, they'll keep it closer. But I can see this will be a blowout too. All right. Well, I mean, it's, I'll look. I'll, I'll do a little bit more research into it and put it into the the weekend wrap. Yeah. Is there any last, other games last, you wanted to touch base on? Yeah. Last one I just had written down here, and just for for fun to talk about, um, is another double digit one. Uh, the Texans are twelve and a half point dogs to. Uh, the Browns. Oh shit! This is already talking no. about. Yeah, yeah, no, they're actually. I see plus four against the Panthers. Am I looking at the wrong week? I think you're looking at the wrong week, Justin. Who's looking at the wrong week? I'm looking at the wrong week. <laughs> the Bears play the Bengals. The Bears should win, no. but I might actually take the Bengals Jesus on that Christ. one because the Bears didn't look particularly good. The Bengals gave uh, gave. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, all they wanted. Yeah. Well, was I looking live, at... folks? Off the cuff here. I think I think Justin's looking at the wrong week and leading me astray here. So I did my research. He goofed on his probably from waking yeah, up. I, like I scrolled down too far. Yeah. <laughs> Already looking at next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So to to put a bow on that one, Bengals Bears, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, we will cover that in in the article. Um, initial thoughts. I'm kind of interested in the Bengals taking the points or maybe even the money line there just um, from from how they handled uh, their game against Minnesota in week one yeah. and how the Bears seemed like they couldn't really get a whole lot going, although the Rams are a formidable opponent. So um, we'll just see. Yeah, to your point, though, exactly. I think that regardless of who they're playing, the Justin Fields news is what's important here. Like Andy Dalton isn't going to be a world beater there. Um so if, if there's more talk of Fields getting more touches, more playing time, then I might be a little bit more reluctant to fade the Bears. But if he's not going to be playing and once again, like going to be, you know, coming in for a handful of plays here and there, uh, this could be a, a Bengals bet. Um, yeah. That said, what I wanted to talk about was the Texans and the Browns. <laughs> so this is another 12 and a half point line, which is a lot. Like, I mean, the Browns that should win. They should win pretty handily, but like, you know, that's like a, that's a blowout. And that's like one where you let a garbage time score in and you win by 10. And it's like one of those games where, you know, you're like, oh, wow, like the Texans held them to like seven, 10 points. And the box score looks like it was close, but like the game script is like, it was never close. It was just like some garbage at the very end. Like I could kind of see that being the situation here or just that, you know, maybe every time Houston scores, the Browns have an answer. So it's like, yeah, sure. They're like, you know, air quotes, keeping it close, but it was never really like in 
too much like risk of, of losing for the Browns. So I'm going to have yeah. to look into this a little bit more for my for myself. I, I think I saw that OBJ isn't going to be playing already. So yep. that's a, not the end of the world. Like the Browns have some capable playmakers on the receiving side, but you know, obviously that, that counts for something. So uh, I'll yeah. be looking to dig a little bit deeper on here again, 12 and a half points. Just looking at that, I'm like, not shouldn't be like a regular, you know, outcome of a, of a football game. Although we saw plenty of blowouts in week one. So what do yeah. I know? I can't even yeah, look I at mean, a, a schedule. I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just keeping you on your toes. I wanted to see. Okay. If you, if Pop quiz. Yeah. And you know, Hey, you pass. So that's good. Uh, uh, but yeah, Texans at like 13 points, you know, the, the money is on Cleveland right now. You know, they got, they're at minus 115 to the minus 105 for the Texans to cover. Yeah. So, I mean, it does look like, you know, the money is going towards the Browns. I don't know if that's just because, you know, storyline, people think the Texans are supposed to be garbage, but, you know, they, right. they did play well week one. So I'm not sure if, you know, this is, that was more of a fluke or, you know, just because the Jaguars are that bad. Um, but, you know, sometimes you see that too when, you know, two bad teams play, you know, the the one who you think is worse can kind of surprise you. But when they play a really good team, you know, they, they could easily get blown out. So Very, I, very true. Yeah, that was a tough it one. It looks like looks like eighty eighty percent um are taking the of betters are taking the uh the Browns, so you know. So we should be smart and go like Texas money line or something? Yeah, I guess four percent taking the Texans money line. So I, I don't, I don't know so much about that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll be the Trailblazers. Um, I am way. seeing too. This is on the on the trend lines that the um, Cincinnati. Back to that game real quick, not to confuse the hell out of everyone. Cincinnati, eighty-two percent on the money line there. Like again, I think there is some value because if it's sitting at you know plus one thirty-five or something like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, 123 okay not quite as, as much as i hope but i'll i'll be watching that and uh, but that's a not not a bad way to get your money in there i mean and that's one of those like so the line is plus two do you think it's going to be like a field goal game or you know if you really do think like it's going to be that close you might as well go for the the money line and just so you know they'll probably win and get that yeah. extra boost. um i'd probably go with the money line i will say people I'm looking at the, the betting history. Some people are really um, got their money in good because at one point it was Cincinnati plus 150 opening at, at Caesars. So Jeez. kudos to you if you're if you're on there. Maybe we need to get a little bit closer on our, our a little bit earlier for some some early early yeah. days lines to to do. Um, from a feedback perspective to our listeners and followers, definitely let us know. Like I am personally really interested in the, the kind of line movements and getting picks in before um, maybe all the information's available. I know that's a little bit extra risky, but it, it's certainly can pay off when you're kind of figuring these things out and, and taking a, a bit of a risk before all that information is there. And you can obviously get a little bit of extra juice in your favor if you're uh, prudent with doing that. So let yeah. us know if that's something that you want us to see, like maybe even previews for games that are more than one week out that might be like high... Um, visibility games or anything like that because i'm happy to see what we can can get and nail down from a, a wager perspective before even uh, mm-hmm. 
anyone else is really focused too much on that game. Yeah. And on that note, you know, just general feedback too. If anyone's got anything, you know, let us know, you know, we're at preactive on Twitter, uh, you know, hit us up at, at DGen sports hub. Let us know what you want to hear more of less of, you know, you know, we do this for fun, but you know, if we can give some meaningful content along the way, you know, makes it even better. Exactly. And on that note, I think we should wrap this one up. Probably already talked more than I even thought I had in me for this. Um, so, um, yeah, Justin's article on the Thursday night game is out and will be updated if there's any, uh, you know, impactful news between now and kickoff there. And then on Friday, be on the lookout Friday, Saturday for some uh, additional content covering some of the games that we talked about here for the weekend, as well as maybe anything else that's top of mind before week two comes to a close. Yep. And good luck, everyone, this week. And uh, thanks for listening.